Welcome to a Healing Peace Podcast. My name is Kimir Baker. I am an overcomer. I am very passionate about helping others to achieve an abundant life fueled by spiritual principles and emotional balance. In this podcast series, we delve into spiritual self-care. Yes, we will explore exercising our minds and bodies, but more importantly, we will discuss strengthening our inner being, embracing God's love, and being filled by the fullness of God. As you take this journey with us, we want to inspire possessing your authentic selves and happiness. Welcome back. If you've been with us in the previous episode, we've been talking to Tanya, who is a family counselor, family therapist, and we've just been asking her a lot of questions in terms of how to engage with one another, especially when those relationships can be quite difficult or Satan wants to play off of them. Where we left off, we were talking about individuals who tend to blame others for their problems and even how to approach an individual who is in that mindset and not necessarily ready to take their own responsibility. And where we left off, which I I thought was a really great perspective and understanding, we were talking about role reversal in a sense of how would I respond if I was in that same predicament? And I think that is so key because sometimes I know for myself, I get so fixated on my experience, my feelings and my emotions that I'm not thinking at all about the other person and what they may be going through. Within that, I'm wondering how, what are some of the things that we can do to take pauses to, to do that self-reflection to kind of get out of that emotional chaos state? I know that's probably loaded and I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> one thing to do. But maybe a couple of items that you've known has helped other individuals. I think healthy distractions are good and have a list of those ready to to put in place when things get really stressful in our lives and in our relationships. Like even just being proactive and saying, let's just take a break, do something fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Let's um laughter's the best medicine, so let's watch something funny together. Or let's play a game and let's, you know, interact and make it positive. There's many different kinds of distractions. One of the easiest is just to take a break from the situation and go in the bathroom and pray or go for a walk and just say, I need to get out for a second and I'll be back. And once you do that little break and you pray and you think through how things are going, you can take up that pause and, and go back in fresh and maybe bring up something that will help change the relationship. I definitely appreciate that because one of the things that we've been talking about to you in previous podcasts is just the power of prayer. And I know for me, I'm I'm one of those ugly crying praying type folks where (laughs) I tend to throw myself on the ground and just cry it out and pray it out. Sometimes I'm amazed when God responds positive way because mm-hmm. like, I'm like oh, I was acting like a complete kid but you were listening and uh-huh. you wanted to comfort me 
but it, it's something small, but something mm-hmm. that's so easily overlooked in terms of being able to do in the middle of a heated experience or an emotional right. experience. Again, I'm definitely a proponent of that. Want support and guidance on your personal growth and development? Then pick up our personal growth and development workbook, authored by a Christian counselor and our J Intel founder, Kimir Baker. The workbook provides a practical approach for emotional wellness by providing insights and prompts for journaling as well as prayer. This approach reveals the power of self-reflection and self-discovery while mending emotional wounds with the help of our Father. Pick up your 10 weeks of daily encouragement and practice transformation. Go to ahealingpeace.com forward slash store to purchase your copy. So going back on the flip side, for the individual who has the tendency to not take responsibility, what mm-hmm. are some of the consequences for that type of behavior? I recommend like screen-free parenting. Have you heard of that yet? Uh, I haven't. Okay, so this is a book by Hal Runkle. It's a New York Times bestseller, S-C-R-E-A-M, so screen-free parenting. He also has screen-free marriage, and that's a resource that I refer to parents a lot because it teaches teenagers how to take responsibility. So you say up front, here's a list of things, and you can't think of them all, but you can say this is, for the most part, the kinds of things that are going to make our household more peaceful and more smooth, and it might include chores, it might include consequences for certain things that are said like if you're disrespectful you lose your your phone for a day and they know all this up front so when they do do something like you know they get disrespectful then you just remind them remember our agreement was that if you do get disrespectful you are going to lose your phone the next day so there's no arguing there's no fighting there's no you know you can't have my phone type of thing. And if they do get to that point, then you have to cut off the phone for a day or a week or however long you think it needs to be, the consequence needs to be there. And eventually they start seeing and taking responsibility because it's expected. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what screen-free parenting's about. It's calming the parent first. So there's no yelling, screaming cussing and I work with a lot of families like that that you know it's turmoil all the time and when they start taking that pause to just breathe and put in strategies that actually work then they start seeing a difference they start seeing okay there is this works you know this this kid knows that I mean business and that this is what's going to happen you know, if if they lo- if they forget to take the trash out, you know they're going to lose their game, or whatever their you know their computer game or their phone where they play their games. They're going to lose that the next day, and they knew up front that that was going to be one of the consequences if that happened. As you say that, one of the things that's coming to my mind is the importance of establishing, I think, consequences. Mm-hmm. versus just walking away and, and thinking, oh, I'll just deal with it later because I'm just too tired. Mm-hmm. But coming up with a game plan throughout versus 
when it's, you know, too late kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And again, I think that kind of goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning, which is, you know, putting in the work. Yeah. Because when I think about that long term, I'm like, how much better of an individual would this person be in your adulthood when they understand the consequences for behavior, as well as being able to engage with other people and being able to do it in a manner that's safe for other people versus I just need to get my way. Mm-hmm. So it does go a long way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's move on to the third topic, which is minimizing or denying our problems. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the consequences for this type of understanding in our family dynamics? Okay, so basically this one means asking questions of those we love the most. Tell me what you think I can work on. It's humble. It's open. you got to be ready for what they have to say. Like being content. Letting go is another one. Thinking what's best for someone else and not just for myself. So it all, always comes down to being humble and unselfish, denying self, but at the same time speaking up for what we think and feel and what we need. It's still, people still have a choice on how they react and how they live. I think just keeping the lines of communication open so that bitterness doesn't fester, you know, so that anger doesn't cause a bitter root to grow up between you and the person that you love. Sure. And I kind of want to fish out a little bit more in the sense of, or going back to the basics, what would be one of the reasons to why we want to deny or minimize what's going on with this. Mainly, I think it's thinking of what we want as opposed to what the other person wants. You know, sometimes that's all it comes down to. But then when you look at the bigger picture, it might put a different perspective on it. Like, why is this person wanting this? Why is this person feeling this way? And what can I do to help, if possible, relieve that stress or that hurt or that negative thinking? I'm thinking through your response, and I hear your response from the angle of helping the other individual out. But what about if we didn't have that support system, what are certain things that we can do to kind of help move us forward from that way of thinking or being? Oh, goodness. Um, It's very deep. It is deep. It brings out, out the deepest thoughts and feelings that we have. And life is short. I mean, we really need to live our lives in such a way that brings us happiness, right? Mm -hmm. it's not the whole goal purpose in life or anything like that but I think it's important to let our needs be known and we can do it in a very respectful manner it's still up to the other person whether or not they change or they help you on that journey 
if they have any part in it. I'm thinking of all these examples in my head, so maybe I'm not being very clear, but um, those are some of the deepest things. Even therapists have to go to therapy sometimes because <laughs> we have our own issues, and sometimes we don't think about dealing with those when we're helping other people all the time. Right. And that and that's one of the things that I notice in general for women because we're so action prone and doers, um, mm-hmm. you know, definitely the, the backbone of the family system that those that's an area that is easy overlooked mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, how I'm really doing. Mm-hmm. What what's what's going on with me? And and mm-hmm. not being insecure about having that type of conversation or thinking that you're less of a person because you're taking this moment to think through what's good for yourself. Mm-hmm. It is hard. It's very hard to do. Yeah. That, that's tough living. Mm-hmm. And as we kind of transition a little bit, uh, one of the things, too, that was discussed in the beginning was anger. And Right. Uh, uh, she said, well, I was like, man, you're ahead of the game. <laughs> um, I did know that was coming, so maybe I did. Okay. Down so, on that a little. <laughs> so so, so let, let, let's try from like an overall systematic approach, right? From the things that mm-hmm. we've discussed so far in terms of not being able to speak, blaming other individuals, in terms of minimizing or denying your own thoughts and feelings. Where does anger come in all those elements? Or do we exist there? Mm -hmm. So anger is a very natural emotion, and it can be a survival technique for a lot of people. So it's not a bad thing. It's what we do with that anger that matters. The Bible says, don't let the sun go down on your anger, and don't let the devil have a foothold. So we don't let it stay there. It's... It's important to get it out, but it's also important to try to deal with it by communicating with the person that we're angry with. And if we're angry at ourselves, which could be, I think journaling is one of the best things you can do to to overcome anger at yourself. Because usually we're angry at ourselves because of something that needs to change, but it's not changing. Hmm. Journal out our thoughts and feelings, we can kind of sometimes go back and realize, okay, this is what I need to change. This is what I need to work on. So anger can be toward other people, toward situations, toward ourselves. We beat ourselves up too much sometimes, and that anger is not healthy if it goes unchecked. And getting it out is important, but make sure that that we don't stay in it. And as you're talking about staying in it, like what are some of the consequences when we stay in it? Well, definitely hurt relationships, bitterness. It could be, it could even cause depression. It can cause anxiety. When those things get out of control, it's very unhealthy. But yeah, it can, it can cause families to divide. It can cause churches to divide. A lot of those things, and God doesn't want us to have divisions among us. He wants us to have unity and peace and all the opposite. So that's one thing I do study out if I'm stuck in anger, hmm. patience and peace. Hmm. You know, I study the opposite of that, and maybe sometimes that will bring clarity to what 
how I need to reframe it or how I need to change whatever it is. Yeah, and I and I appreciate you stating studying out the opposite. Mm-hmm. And I, I think studying out the opposite is the answer for other traits out not just being angry. Sure. Um, and I know and when I was younger, especially as a younger Christian, you know, you, you're more aware of your shortcomings and your defects and I remember spending time like studying out all of my shortcomings and defects and I was so depressed. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I feel so hopeless. I'm never going to change. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I was walking around just with my head just so low and oh, it was just, it was just terrible. I think in all the things that you touched upon during our interview, it's very instrumental to look at or try to consume and learn the opposite behavior. Right. Yeah. Instead of, you know, remaining and allowing ourselves to remain in that current behavior because it really does have negative effects, not only with us, but especially with people who are around mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. They can even have physical consequences as well. Yeah, it can affect our blood the, pressure and all kinds of physical things. That's very true. Did you know that a Healing Peace podcast has a website? You will find resources along with our very own tools and tips on our website. Our tools and tips provide tangible principles to keep you on your emotional healing and wellness journeys. While you are on our website, sign up for our newsletter. You will receive a free emotional wellness assessment just for signing up. Also, you will stay informed about podcast episodes, courses, and workshops. You will receive all this great information just for signing up for our newsletter. Go to ahealingpeace.com today. So as we're kind of wrapping up things here, what are some of the final thoughts that you would like to leave with us? And maybe even victories that you've seen through your counseling experiences to inspire us to be able to take on these challenges? Okay. Well, one of the things I do like to recommend is to look at my resource page on my website, which is familycounselor.bpweb.com. The resource page can actually, no matter where people live, it can give them lots of connections to things that are going to help them become healthier and happier. Mm -hmm. It might be a support group. It might be dealing with grief and loss. It might be good nutrition. Or there's, uh, I recommend Tim Janice's music. It's very soothing and it has like videos of nature to to music, like um, nautical music. It's just very soothing. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you practice things that are going to reach all of your senses, like even yoga, Pilates, so again, the, the spiritual, emotional, physical, and social areas of our lives to be as healthy as possible are what's important. And we need to be proactive and not reactive mm-hmm. to those things. So being proactive in seeking out therapy, seeking out what, what's, what do I need to build a good relationship like with my teenager, maybe it's a screen-free parenting class or could be just basically doing some journaling and it does reveal things that we need to take care of in our lives 
or in our relationships. And I, I highly recommend having a prayer list of people that we want to pray for every day and mm-hmm. situations in our lives that we want to pray about. And if we give it all to God, he will bless us and he will give us wisdom and ask God for wisdom every day. Give me the words to say and how to say them. And he will answer that prayer. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate for everything that you've shared with us these past two interviews and your time and your experience and the things mm-hmm. that you've shared with us. I, I definitely appreciate it. Again, one of the things that I would like to leave everyone who's been listening is that I, I want it, it's kind of corny, but there's no shame to get help mm-hmm. and to be able to understand that we all have stuff that we work through. As I say this, I kind of chuckle on the inside because when I was so consumed with myself, I had no idea that other people had issues. <laughs> and because I had no idea, I felt so small and so minuscule. I allowed my circumstances to continue to like beat the mess out of me, sort of mm. thing. Mm-hmm. But to be able to see that, you know, we're all in this broken world and you know, mm-hmm. Satan, he has his schemes and he comes at us. But God is very resourceful and he also provides tools and support so that we can mm-hmm. have victory over these things in our lives. That's right. Yeah. You guys, again, I thank you for listening. We will definitely have you back. Mm-hmm.